Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm feeling good. There's a bunch of Sonics jerseys in here. It feels like 2002 again. <laughs> my jersey's 2X, you know. We were listening to some 50 Cent on the way here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take it, taking it back to the early 2000s. We had to. We had to. But uh, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android so we're going to be trying something new uh, and different this week. Uh, we're going to be doing two episodes a week now. Uh, so going forward, it's going to be we're going to be recording two episodes a night. Yep. Uh, hopefully they'll be coming at you at the same time. Uh, they might come out a couple of days apart. We don't know yet. We're going to try some things out. Making that big year two jump that we need to make. Yeah. So this first episode, Tyler and I are going to go over how our fantasy football teams are doing. And then after that, we got a new segment for you guys. It's our L.A. Sports Roundup. Uh, Tyler is going to go over how the Chargers, Clippers, and USC football and basketball are doing. And then I'm going to go over the Rams, Lakers, and UCLA football and basketball. Uh, and then to close the show, Tyler and I are going to go back and forth in our one of our favorite segments, our uh, NFL two-minute drill and our NBA starting five. Uh, and then the second episode that we're going to be doing, which is going to be coming up after this, uh, it's going to be our NFL power rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop. And we're going to make our picks of the week for week 11. And we'll be giving you more details on that at the end of this episode. But first, we have a special guest in, yeah, in, our, yeah. in our presence this I'm week. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. So uh, we got our good friend Eric Walsingham in with us this week. What's going on, Eric? How you doing, Hello. man? I'm I'm really good. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Lo huge, huge fan of the TSK show. Well, we appreciate we appreciate you supporting us, and we appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you for having so me. So, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of a background, where you're from, who you are, what your sports allegiances are, uh, if you played any sports growing up, any anything like that? You wanna you wanna let the people know? Yeah, man. I uh, I'm uh, originally from the Philadelphia area. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I had like a weird thing growing up with sports teams, or like. I just liked players. Okay. Really? All so, right. like, yeah. growing up, my favorite player in the NFL was Dan Marino. So, not yeah. a bad choice. No. He he's actually is a native son of Pennsylvania. Yeah. But he's from Pittsburgh, which is like five hours from Philly. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you drive in the other direction out of Philly, you can go through like four states. <laughs> is there a rivalry yeah, between like, Pittsburgh and Philly? I think there is, like, if you go to Penn State University, mm -hmm. because you get a lot of people from the Philadelphia area who go there and a lot of people from the Pittsburgh area who go there. And I had a buddy who went there, and he was just like, you know, like, the Steelers and the Eagles play each other once every yeah, four years. Probably, probably that, you know, but they, a lot. they would talk a lot of shit in the dorms there, for sure. Yeah. And you know, how, you know how Eagles fans are. Yeah, no. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, no, I just, I just find that interesting because, like, L.A. has so many rivalries with so many, like, neighboring cities like L.A. and San Diego, L.A. and San Francisco. Right. Uh, it's interesting that Pittsburgh and uh, Philly don't really have that, like, Yeah, I think that just being rivalry. The, the NFC-AFC part is, like, the big part. If they were yeah. in the same conference, 
you know, and possible playoff matchups and stuff, I think it would be much different. Yeah. Especially because they're both, like, good football franchises. Yeah, I just don't think that they really ever come into contact with yeah, one another. Yeah, yeah. The so thing. there's like, there's gonna be no rivalry when you only play once every four years. They play yeah. once every four years. There's never been any. I mean, the Eagles have had an incredibly hard time getting to the Super Bowl, <laughs> let yeah. alone having an opportunity to play multiple AFC franchises. So yeah, exactly. And there are only two Super Bowls. Like recently, yeah. were both Patriots Super Bowls. So. Yeah. Sure. Um, but but yes. yeah, so I grew I grew up being a Dolphins fan and just never really let that go because. Football is my favorite sport, so hey, yeah, you you are a persistent good. one, that's yeah. for sure. No, I, I was a big players fan myself. I mean, I was huge Sixers and Falcons fan because of Iverson and Vic. So I understand it's tough to be in the uh, out of state fan. I'm a lot more team oriented. Well, the the uh, the story behind this Sonics jersey that I'm wearing yes, is sir. Uh, I was a huge Sean Kemp fan growing up. Well, who wasn't? So the Sonics were my team, and I went yeah. to the NBA store when I was 13. And got this custom Eric Walsingham yeah, Sonic yeah. Jersey. I remember there that you where go. you could get it you could get it done right there. Right there on the spot. Yeah, those those were always so cool to me. It was That's pretty awesome. incredible. But uh then the Sonics, as we all know, uh aren't Rest a team peace. anymore. Yeah. So I mostly You can have the Clippers. Hey, yeah. I, uh, I went back to the Sixers back then. No, but, that, uh, oh. Sixers are great. For, Sixers are <laughs> a great right. franchise. All right, all the right. Process At least you tough, went back to your hometown. See, that that's something I can respect. My thing was, like, I loved uh, Sean Kemp, Cal Ripken Jr., and uh, Felix Potvin and okay. like, the four major sports growing up. And then uh, when all those guys kind of left the league, I just went back to being a Philly fan just because that's where I lived. Yeah. That was, you know, yeah. I love my fair. hometown, but – it was um i'm all i'm all for rooting for the home hometown teams so we got some good uh we got some good sports cities in here right now yeah we do seattle philly la it's a good one i'm loving all three of the songs jerseys though we're showing some love yeah bring bring the sonics back this is street cred right here yeah exactly exactly (laughs) well you you said a couple people said that was a pretty dope jersey walking in yeah i uh i got a i got a couple uh people saying hey uh he's got the green he's got the green 96 finals jersey yeah that's always a fresh one it's a it's pretty dope that was uh yeah that was that was a tough finals to watch as a kid (laughs) it uh george carl's book is actually really insightful on that series I actually uh, met George Carl once at a restaurant I was working at. Was right. he nice? No, that doesn't yeah. surprise me one bit. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I would not want to meet him because I'm such a huge fan. He was a Tar Heel and, and a Sonics guy. He would just I disappoint just, you if you, yeah, if you exactly. met him. I don't want to meet him at all. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, all yeah. Right. So uh, I grew up in Philly and uh, like – South Jersey, other side of the river. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I played like basketball, golf, uh, ran a little cross country growing up. So there you go. Cross country, dang. Yeah, one year. That <laughs> sounds awful. Yeah, Dude, I did, you're like, fuck this. I did one year of it and I was like, no. More yeah. <laughs> but all right. So, well, we are happy to have you here. Thank and you for we're, having me. We're definitely excited to hear what you, what you have to say about uh, everything we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Um, you, Mr. Eric, are actually a the Blue Dog League commissioner. I am. So, which is my other league that I'm in. So I commissioned this TSK show league, and then 
I'm in his league as well. Oh, I feel honored. I'm I'm interviewing two commissioners right now. Well, okay, so the the week. Well, I guess I, I'm a co-commissioner of the TSK show league. The week that I lost to him by point nine is the week that I beat him by point nine. Yep. Like, ah. I played two Eric's on the same week and came out dead even. Yep. Oh man. That's, <laughs> like, uh... it, it was like the, one of the craziest things ever. So this is pretty. This is gonna be a good little fantasy segment. Yeah. So. This is now my second week. I'm in three leagues. So I'm in the TSK Show League, and then I got two other leagues with some buddies of mine. Uh, this is my second week in a row going 3-0 in, in my leagues. So I won in all three of my leagues. I beat your brother, Nico. There it is. Uh, it, was, it, was looking, it was looking like it was going to be close, and then I just pulled ahead, and he, he was never able to catch up. Uh, sorry, Nico. Um, but some, some of my top performers this week were Nick Chubb. I have Eric Ebron as my tight end in all three of my leagues. So that was amazing for me. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones were big for me in the TSK show league. Uh, my other leagues, I have big Ben, Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, uh, and then also Brandon cooks, Antonio Brown and Patrick Mahomes all had big weeks for me. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, it was, a. I uh, I got crushed in the blue dog league, but you play, I played Steven. Oh, who's no, also, no, 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 I didn't play Steven this week. I no. played, uh, Oh fuck. Who did I play? Did you play Maddox. No, um, it was it was like the high, oh I played Luke, I played uh, Luke and he had a hundred he hung up hundred and fifty points on me. Oh wow! Um, I think I had hundred and thirty, so I didn't do that bad actually. But uh, no, hundred and thirty usually gets you a W. Yeah, oh, you well, were just in a no win on in that no, game. No, no, sure. no. He, his team his team was unbelievable. I was like, oh my god, there's no way I'm I'm, I'm getting crushed. He had four net come back too. Yeah, exactly. Almost and thirty points touchdowns. there. Yeah. yeah, and well, and Aaron Jones was like. Yeah, Aaron Jones had the best bailed game. me out in my one league. He had the best game of his career, so I ran into uh, Aaron Jones on his best. <laughs> yeah, best you night. just you just ran into a real shit week. But I won the uh, <laughs> I won the TSK show game. I'm eight and two, and I'm alone in first place now. There you go. I'm no, I'm no, five. No and, tie shit. I'm in first place. I'm back to five hundred in the TSK show league. I'm five and five. I'm in the playoffs. Yep. I'm six and four in my other leagues, so I'm definitely in the playoffs in in my other leagues. So that's pretty cool. How how'd you how'd you fare in fantasy this week, Eric? I went uh three and one this week. So you're in four leagues. Yeah, I'm in four leagues. All for money? Um, yeah. The one so well so the one is a Philly comedy league. Okay. And just nobody takes it seriously. It's uh-huh. like a two QB sixteen team league. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? So it's, all thirty two quarterbacks gotta be played. Somebody has Taysom Hill rostered in that league. Yeah. That's how desperate you are yeah. for quarterbacks. <sighs> I've I've played Jeez. I played in a league like that one time and it was it's insane. That I, just I, doesn't sound fun. I, w- I would take like four quarterbacks in like the first like six rounds. All it comes down to. to is you you either hit on your first three rounds or you don't. Yeah. And if you don't, you're screwed pretty much. Yeah, no, it sounds tough. about it sounds about how it goes. So Not that it. one is like, eh, like whatever. But I am, uh, I am nine and one in that league. So well, hey, you're taking it pretty seriously then. I'm just like I lucked out with a couple picks, but it's um, like I got Saquon Barkley pretty pretty late in the first round. Okay, everybody yeah. was a little worried about that hamstring. Yeah, yeah, but, just uh, being a rook and everything. Yeah, he was but, a great pick in the first round. The uh, the Blue Dog League, I'm seven and three. Yeah, I won again. I'm on a four game win streak there. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one. That but uh, our, our division's cru- cruising right now. I caught the easiest schedule stretch ever. I was three and three, and mm-hmm. I just hated my team. <laughs> and my team started playing, but also I caught the four easiest games ever. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
I know I'm going to catch some flack from my wife because she was one of those games. But <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I yeah, it's always it's, nice having bragging rights at home, though, right? Oh yeah, it's been a weird season for me in that league because like when I was doing well was when I didn't feel good about my roster, and now that I feel like I finally filled my roster out right, it's just been bad. Well, it's all right, you'll you'll pick it up. One thing that uh, you didn't mention on this podcast, Tyler, yeah, when yeah. you were speaking about your game against Steven, I think it was two weeks ago. Yep, two weeks. Was yep. you made that blockbuster trade? Yep, yep. Moving uh, Kareem Hunt yep. for uh, Mike Evans and and Kareem Hunt. I think Steven got you on that, man. Yeah. I was gonna say Mike <laughs> Evans has. I have Mike Evans on one of my teams. He's not been doing well. I, I that quarterback think... situation is tough for him. Yeah, oh, and yeah. See, like I made the trade originally thinking Fitzpatrick would be around, and then they and then I got caught with him in the transition from. Fitzpatrick to Winston and Fitzpatrick. Yep. Which is unfortunate. But uh he definitely has gotten gained more from the trade than I have for sure. For <laughs> well, sure. Well, that was the reason. I, he I lost just had to him. I had three yeah, definitely that I mean those two that spread for sure would have covered it. But uh yeah, I just had I had three running back ones. I had to I had no wide receivers at all. Doug Baldwin, terrible pick. Uh, the offense completely changed in Seattle. And that, hurt, that hurts uh, for you to say. And, yeah, and, oh, then, yeah. And then so it's just like, then I'm looking at, you know, Cup and Galladay. It's like, didn't work out for me this year. Nope. But nope. our league's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty competitive right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I was in a similar situation to you. And I have, in my one league, I have like, I'm 10 and 0. Oh, wow. And I have maybe the greatest fantasy football team. Who, who's on your team? I have uh, Mahomes. Kamara, James Conner, um, Alshon Jeffrey, Adam Thielen. I now have Michael Thomas, who I traded for. Uh, Ze- I traded Zeke Elliott for Michael Thomas. Straight Con- up, because Conner. Was- no, I traded. Uh, I traded Jarvis Landry, Zeke Elliott, and Deshaun Jackson to get uh, Michael Thomas, Marlon Mack, and Kirk Cousins. Pretty, wow! Pretty big trade. That's yeah. a blockbuster of a trade. Yeah, that's a that's a stacked team though, right there. Because the because get, getting James Conner is why kind of similar to my situation with James White. It was like, well, this guy just has sub, uh, emerged as a running back one. Yeah. Right? So you kind of have some room to play with with the guy that you drafted at that spot. Yeah. I also in that league have uh, Aaron Jones and Matt Breda. <laughs> yeah, Breda <laughs> Breda's been a great pick. Um, Alshon's had a, a bounce back year. He's been, he's been huge he, this year he's for the been Eagles. Playing really well. His last two weeks have have left something to be desired, but I mean, as a whole, he, you feel but you got Michael Thomas now. So what do you what do you have to worry about? Yeah, it's, yeah well, especially with Thielen, man. Yeah, that's an auction league. So the oh, draft wow. is because uh, I was talking to somebody at work, and they were like, "What's that? A sixteen uh, six team league?" Yeah, like, <laughs> and I was like, "It's so, auction." Uh, so almost uh, our entire budget in the auction was spent on Zeke Kamara. Thielen and Jarvis Landry actually yeah um and it just like I just attacked the waiver wire out the gate well and like Connor Mahomes those guys have like overproduced yeah they've all been surprises almost overproduced in what the preseason rankings had him Mahomes wasn't even drafted in that league is the messed up thing (laughs) I don't don't say that to Tyler I got him for free out of uh out of free agency oh my god that's a joke (laughs) Yeah, so we're uh, – <laughs> Tyler's so mad right now. <laughs> Mahomes is my guy. Tyler's I, been defending Mahomes since before the season started. Oh, yeah. He yeah. – uh, I mean, he. you know what? He's doing things – watching him play is is a blessing because 
no matter where your fandom lies, he's great. He is one of the most ridiculous players I've seen play the position. Yeah. Some of the throws he makes, you're like, am I watching somebody play Madden right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not his, possible his, to his do. His arm strength is unreal. Yeah. It's insane. It's a perfect, perfect. I no, mean, what is, his dad is a major league pitcher, right? Oh, really? Yeah, his, his dad was a major yeah. league pitcher, so mm -hmm. makes makes sense. I've but never seen anybody throw the ball 80 yards. With he's the definitely he's definitely life. helped my fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, you have him TSK show league. Not right? in the TSK show league, uh, in one of my other leagues. Because I remember Tyler's advice: you play Patrick Mahomes forever. Yeah, <laughs> I have, I have. You, you know, know, this he, is the first know. week. This is the first week since I've started Patrick Mahomes after not starting him the first two weeks that Matt Ryan, who's on my bench, has gotten more points than Patrick Mahomes. And Matt Ryan's been crushing, so that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's insane. You, you know what's funny about that Pat Mahomes uh, start forever uh, quote is I took that uh, from Andy Reid, what he said about Nick Foles on his hot streak. <laughs> yeah. You know, when Vic went down and Nick yep. Foles was like, had that like, insanely efficient start, it, someone asked him about being the starter, and he's like, Nick Foles are starter forever. That's so funny. Yeah. But Fortunately, uh, or hopefully, uh, things get a little bit better for Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, well, I mean, well, he's, he's, ring, get, he's, get, he's getting the loss this week. So, but anyway, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, fantasy season is coming down to the stretch. We're getting closer to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, really your roster should be locked in now. You should yeah, be it's feel comfortable. With it's it. really starting to get down to the nitty gritty, and we're we're starting to find out who's who's going to be in the playoffs. And who's I think this is the last week of bye weeks too. No, uh, no, next week. Yeah, next, next week. week. It's a couple yeah. more. Yeah, because yeah. Mahomes is a week twelve bye. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy to get a bye week at week twelve. I know, hey, right? Got to get, got to give him rest for the last quarter of the season. That would just be so nice to have it that late to get a week's rest. That yeah, the Rams, the Rams bye weeks next week too. Oh, okay, yeah, damn, yeah. So, all right, let's let's get to this new segment yeah. that we're gonna we're gonna start doing a lot more often, uh, and that's the LA Sports Roundup. So, Tyler, you want to start with the basketball, the NBA basketball teams here in LA? Yeah, I'm going to start out with the uh, the best the best record in LA basketball wise, the Los Angeles Clippers. You can Clippers. go fuck yourself, you know. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. You got eight and five. Uh, the eight and five Clippers uh, right now are Ooh, fourth, eight and five. Fourth in the West. Um, they uh, they're three and one in their last their last week. They beat Minnesota, Milwaukee, and Golden State. Obviously, Golden State, uh, everybody knows them, but Minnesota and Milwaukee are both great wins, too. Yeah. Um, only lost to Portland, who, who's also another respectable opponent. Uh, but they just beat Golden State last night in overtime in a kind of, you know, controversial ending. Yeah, very. Um, as far as from the Warriors camp. Um, but they got the dub. Um, obviously, a great start. And uh, I just wanted to shout out my favorite team from the Cliffs really quick. <laughs> the o the o one o two uh Young Gun Clippers. Two taps um, to the head. 39 and 39 and 43, uh, quite the record they threw up. You got you got names like Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, Lamar Odom, Elton Brand, Michael Ola, Candy, Corey, what a squad. Corey McGetty, Jeff McInnes, who was the Tar Heel on the squad. Yep. Um, and you know they had they basically had two years with that that great Clippers team. That's like what I remember the Clippers for forever. Oh yeah. Um, and you know after those two years, uh, two years was over. D Miles got traded to Cleveland. 
Odom got a, a serious knee injury and it, it never worked out. But Ended up in Miami and then on the Lakers. Yeah, and they trade well. They traded D Miles for Andre Miller, which was actually a really good pick at the time. Yeah, that worked out for him. Andre Miller had led the league in assists somehow. I don't even know how that <laughs> how that happened, but uh, Andre Miller had uh, some some really good years. He was a, he he he, he was, was a journeyman. That's for sure. Yeah, he was definitely. As good, but he was as good as he was year one to year fifteen. Hundred percent. He was just always super efficient and yeah. kind of like he didn't rely on athleticism at all. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, a really good basketball player. But, yeah, we'll start uh, – I'll start, you know, trying to review the Clippers every week. But I want to throw in, like, when I think the Clippers, All I right. think of headbands. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I highly suggest to anybody that if you haven't already, go check out the Players' Tribune article that Darius Miles yeah. wrote. Yeah. Uh, he talks about uh, that time here in Los Angeles uh, in the early 2000s with Clippers basketball and – uh, how he was just—he was like the youngest player well, in the well, NBA. One, one of the most unique stories, at, like for sure, in Darius my basketball Mi- life. Like, Darius Miles—he uh, was supposed to be the next LeBron. Just a weird NBA story, just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. So I, I highly suggest going to check out that uh, player should be an article that he wrote uh, about what was going on then and what's happening now with him. Where you got the Clippers at in the NBA? Where where do they lie? Are they? You know what? It's like so early. Like I look at that. I look at that Western Conference, and it's like there's a couple teams right now in the top half who I know, like like Memphis. Memphis is in the top half right now. Like yeah, they're not gonna make it. Yeah, that's not gonna last. Like you look at the Lakers being in the bottom half right now, and that's just they're gonna. It's not sustainable. It's LeBron James. They. They might struggle for a little bit, but that every single year there's some narrative you see on ESPN where they're like, oh, LeBron's frustrated. Like, what's going to happen with LeBron? It's like, we all know what's going to happen with LeBron. He's going to the conference championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We know. Exactly. I'm glad you think the Lakers are going to the conference championship. Yeah. So, but, all right. So, I'm going to be covering the Lakers, obviously, uh, because the Lakers are my favorite team. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I can do that. So, they are 7-6. and six. They're tied for ninth in the West right now. They're three and zero since getting Tyson Chandler, who has helped immensely. On hey, Tyson Chandler was in my hot streak there. I, I don't know how <laughs> how I was how you I was called, calling shit. You called like two or three crazy like, transactions. Yeah, weird weird things too. You, the, it was Bruce Irvin to Atlanta, Atlanta, and Tyson Chandler to the Lakers. Yeah, that, and that was like in a four day span. Yeah. The Tyson Chandler one was so weird because I, it came to me on the treadmill at 24 Hour Fitness, <laughs> and I saw I saw him sitting on the bench at a Phoenix Suns game, and I'm like, "That's who we fucking need. We need that guy right there. That's it." Well, what's crazy is I've I've honestly wanted Tyson Chandler on the Lakers oh, for yeah. years. So great to have him back in LA too. Just oh yeah, hometown you know. kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a team, the Lakers, given the eye test and what the media is saying. You would think they're playing like awful, like right? The like the world is ending, but when you really look at the numbers, it's not that bad. No, they're they're fine. I think I think you said it best. It's like this is always the narrative with yeah. LeBron. Uh, he started eight and nine when he went to Miami. Yeah, that first year with the big three, it's just like he's gonna win fifty games. Yeah, he's gonna I mean, get into the conference finals. They're seventh in the NBA in total points per game. They're averaging one hundred sixteen point two points per game, and from the field as a team, they're shooting 48.2% uh, from the field, which is good. I mean, you'd like it to be above 50% as a team, but I think, I mean, the shooting's going to come. 
Yeah, they've got some guys that are going to miss shots, too. You know, like yeah. Lance and Rondo and Lonzo and these guys. Like, to get buckets, they're, you're going to have to take some misses because these guys need to be a little more assertive. But sometimes they're just they're – not, they're not lethal. Well, I think being more assertive is – you nailed it right on the head with – I mean, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball have to be more aggressive uh, on the court and with the minutes that they've been given – um, I haven't liked what I've seen from Brandon Ingram. I mean, I loved what I saw from him uh, in the preseason where he was dominating, uh, scoring above 20, sometimes even 30 points a game. Uh, and he just hasn't he's done effect- that. He's just affected most by LeBron. You think so? Yeah. I think he just because, like, all his strengths, um, LeBron's taking those away from him. You know what I mean? Like, that's LeBron's strength. So For sure. He, he doesn't have the three-point shot. That's what he could do. You know what I mean? To, like – to get different looks um but yeah i mean you know how i feel about brandon ingram <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see it you know i want to yeah. see what everybody else sees i honestly think you should play more guard that's like i feel like he could get more minutes playing guard and maybe better minutes and have you know these weird mismatches to where because he just I, well he was guarding trey young on the last play yeah see that's great mm. that's the kind of weird you know like ben simmons Gian- Giannis stuff to like get these weird mismatches because He's not playing against forwards, just bully him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, if you if you look at the Cavs team last year that LeBron had, they were one of the worst supporting casts in yeah. terms of play in the yeah. playoffs that yeah, I maybe have sure. ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it's like, if LeBron can do something with that, obviously the East has always been weaker than the West for some time now. But, but even still. He still takes care of business. He yeah. Win, yeah. wins the thing, you know, wins it. These guys are all learning on the job. This yeah. is this is new for most of them. So yeah, I mean we're thir- we're thirteen games into the NBA season. It's still so young. You can't really gauge what this team is yet. And realistically, this team might not even be the same team in February. Right. I yeah, there will I, be a trade. For you think sure. so? A hundred percent. I hope they stay. I hope they stay with their core. But they probably will make a move. What what trade do you think happens, Eric? That's a good question. I don't know if it's going to be anybody huge. Lillard? But, see, that's what I'm wondering. I feel like Lillard just kind of likes it in Portland. And also, Portland is really good right now. Yeah, no. So, Portland I mean, might not be in the market to deal him if they continue this pace. Por- but Portland's got to pick and choose, like, if they want to pull the trigger on that. Because, yeah. you know, it's like, do they want to me- mess up their chemistry? Or do they want to lose, like, Lillard, you know? Like, yeah. What about, uh, what about, like, Beal or Wall, though? Oh, okay, oh. so <laughs> so let's 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 save this we'll conversation. Si- we'll sidebar we'll that. Side right, that. Right. We're gonna re- we'll re- we'll return to that. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you said yeah, that. I'm so yeah. glad you said that, dude. <laughs> so yeah, oh. so yeah, so the Lake Show, they're 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 on the, the outside looking in right now, but it's early. Yeah, they're listen, it's there. early. It's they're gonna figure it out. Season, yeah, they're gonna figure it out. But all right, so this is something we haven't really ever discussed yeah. in depth. I'm excited about this though. I want to. I want to. I want this to get me into it more. Yeah. So um, we're gonna talk a little USC and UCLA. Yeah. Uh, it is rivalry week in football. I love that I get to cover the Trojans too because like everywhere I've lived in life, the Trojans are the enemy. Everywhere. <laughs> I mean, in like you know, I'm, U Dub Washington State hate USC. Oregon hates USC, you know, LA. We Obviously, all hate USC. Everybody hates USC other than USC people. Ancient Greece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but so, yeah, so Tyler's going to cover USC. I'm going to cover UCLA. Uh, all started off 
with UCLA football. Like I said, it is rivalry week. UCLA and USC are playing. How close are they to the fires? UCLA and USC? Y- yeah. Are they anywhere no, near? No, no, not really. No, no. Yeah. They're further than us. Yeah, they're. Yeah, that's oh, that's true. I guess. Yeah. It was like when I was getting off work that one day. I, it was just like, well, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that. Yeah. The sky's falling down. Yeah, and thoughts thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by the fires. It's been absolutely yeah, bananas. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so UCLA football, they're two and eight. They just came off a loss to Oregon. Uh, up in Eugene, they're fifth in the Pac-12 South. It's been a very underwhelming first season for Chip Kelly and his uh, coaching staff. I think it's going to get better as time come as time goes by with Chip uh, once he gets his guys in yeah. there, once he gets his recruits uh, in there, and it's it's been a been a bit of a adjustment period for UCLA football, and I'm I know the fans aren't happy. Uh, I I hope that they don't um, overreact with Chip Kelly. I hope so, too. Because him being able to recruit, I've said it before, him being able to recruit Southern California kids and his system. And get them to go to Oregon. uh, Yeah, exactly. Now he's in UCLA. I think it's going to be big time if they can stick it out. And they just lost a four-year starter at quarterback. Yeah, uh, totally. Most most teams don't bounce back immediately from that. Yeah, but I mean, this week against USC is is a chance to really kind of put a a good good light on this season uh, because USC has been really disappointing well, this it, year. Well, no, but the thing, and uh, you know, since I'm gonna cover USC anyways, is uh, USC has to win this. Oh, for sure. So, but because they're still in the hunt for the Pac-12 South. To yeah, go they to are. The Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. So UCLA, you can kind of stick it to stick it to the man and get this dub and ruin their season. Well, no, exactly. That's this is the perfect opportunity for that. And I mean, UCLA hasn't beaten USC in a few years, and I mean. It's it's I, always good for me I when UCLA, UCLA beats USC. had a football team, honestly. You can go fuck yourself, Tyler. <laughs> Chosen Rosen, baby. They need they need the next one. But yeah, and um oh yeah, keep going. No, yeah. I mean that's that's really all I got. I mean, it's it's just been a really underwhelming season. I, I don't really want to talk about it yeah, that much. Yeah. And, and basketball's just started. What are we two games in? Yeah, I we're think. two we're yeah, two and oh and yeah. uh UCLA's two and oh. We're but ranked, UCLA's ranked, right? Yeah, we're ranked twentieth in the country right now. And Cody, um, Cody Riley is the stud, right? But it, did he get suspended again? No, he didn't get suspended again. I'll get to that. <laughs> I, I, I got I got all my notes in order here, Tyler. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Well, um, so I mean, they're only they're two and zero. They they beat uh, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne in their first game, <laughs> and then I forget who they I forget who they beat in their second game. You beat Indiana Fort Wayne. <laughs> All bets are off, yeah. baby. UCLA, baby. <laughs> uh, but some notable non-conference games uh, early on in this non-conference schedule is Michigan State, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, and Ohio State. So th- those are all. Those all should be some good games. That's a slew. Um, but freshman Sharif O'Neal uh, is going to miss the entire year. He had a uh, heart surgery. That's kind of like the big story around wow. this program. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't heard about that? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, no. so yeah. Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, he was a, uh, a University of Arizona commit. Yeah, I then knew he, it. Yeah. Then he decommitted because of the whole FBI probe, yep. decided to go to UCLA. Then it turns out uh, at one of his workouts yeah. in the preseason for UCLA, uh, it was discovered he had some heart problems and he has to sit out the whole year. Oh, my God. 
Um, it's scary because you know those when you're that big, you know. Yeah. yeah. So many complications with your heart and yeah. stuff. That's scary. He could have died on the court. Yeah. You know that's what, oh that, totally that's that's what's scary about that. But that's kind of the big story at that yeah. program. It's gonna be tough. To but be they're also missing uh, freshman guard Tiger Campbell, who's missing the entire year with an ACL injury. And then, like you said, Cody Riley, he's going to miss about the first month with a jaw injury. So it's an injury. Yeah. Okay. He didn't get I was like, is again. this kid just this troublemaker or what? <laughs> no. I like him. Somebody <laughs> popped him in a bar. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not really, I'm not really sure how this UCLA team is going to fare this season uh, as far as uh, national prominence. Uh, obviously, UCLA is such a storied program in college basketball. It's – it's always a failure when UCLA doesn't make it to at least the Sweet 16, definitely the Final Four, uh, if they don't make it um, there. But, I mean, in a year where the Pac-12 isn't looking as strong as it has in recent years for college basketball, UCLA has the chance to have a pretty good year in the Pac-12 and hopefully make a run in March. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so uh, with USC, um, like we said, they're two games in. Um, the basketball team's one and one. They lost their only uh, their only meaningful game against Vanderbilt. Um, the only thing I'd like to touch is they got the Seattle kid as the sixth man. I don't know why he's the sixth man. Yeah, it's, it sucks. He's a he's a like kind of a big time recruit freshman named Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, he's uh, a stud. Rainier Beach, uh, which is where you know Jamal and Nate Robinson and all yep. those guys went. Uh, but yeah, he's playing the sixth man right now. Fourteen and a half games in the first two, uh, fourteen points and fifteen points in the first two games. Um, they're, I don't think they're supposed to be very good this year. Um, I mean, USC, eh. You know, they'll be but right. their, their football team, like we touched on earlier, uh, they're 4-4 four and four right now, but uh, first place is 5-3, and three, so they could win it. Uh, the most impressive thing about their team is they got a kid that should be playing high school football. Yeah, he, uh, he graduated Daniels. early. JT Daniels graduated high school early, uh, forfeited his senior year of high school football, and is playing for the Trojans. Uh, yeah, game one starter. Pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive stuff. He's probably gonna, you know, he's gonna be a stud down the road. Hopefully. Um, and then, you know, my favorite team. I gotta, I gotta shout out my favorite memory of USC is oh. what I always think of is the uh, the 05 Trojans. This is one of my, team. this is one of my most hated teams. In the in the in the record book that in the record book they're 0 and one. That's their record because they had to forfeit all of their wins. Yep. Um, you, you know, you had Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, Lendell, Lendell White, <laughs> Pete Carroll. Um, you know, they had. The, You're welcome for Pete Carroll. You know, what's fun? I loved, I, I loved Reggie Bush. I actually didn't like Pete Carroll. I wasn't a big Liner fan. I wasn't a Lendell White fan. Um, but I loved they had uh, Brian Cushing, Clay Matthews, and Ray Maluga. Oh, yeah. That's got to be one of the all-time best college footballs starting linebacker core oh, yeah for sure and i mean just the draft they all went in the first round in that draft you know what i mean They're yeah that all, was insane it was awesome um so that's always like when i think of usc i just think of reggie bush changing you know stopping on the sideline changes oh. direction all the way back and then them losing in the national title to vince young yes they lost hook them baby Man. hook them it's interesting to see what happened to all those usc linebackers though because like Malaga like really he, didn't do much. Yeah, Cincinnati was a good fit, but he just doesn't play well in space. He's too yeah. slow. Yeah, he was uh, on the he was actually on the Dolphins last year and got in a bar fight and they cut him. Nice. Yeah, I Dude, think that's uh, nice. I think that's it for him. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> definitely done. But the other two are great. I well, mean, they had great careers. Brian Cushing struggled Cushing just couldn't with stay concussions. On the field. Yeah, I mean concussions at the end. But he's your classic meathead middle linebacker. Well, he got a bunch of uh, suspensions too. 
Yeah, PED. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, he's just that meathead guy. That's the biggest. That, he's that classic middle linebacker. <laughs> the biggest story though with USC football this year is the fact that the fans are calling for the head coach's job. They want Clay Helton fired because this has not been the team that it was supposed to be. This team was supposed to be yeah, be yeah. a part of the college football playoff picture. Well, if he can be if he can beat UCLA in their very last game of the year is Notre Dame, which is a big time game in the if college he, football rankings. Well, and then if you just as a USC coach, if you lose to both or either UCLA or Notre, and or Notre Dame, and you not have you don't have like that might that's not your like only loss that year. You yeah, probably the, you probably could get fired. At those the end are your of the year. two big games for USC. Those are the two biggest year. games of the year, no matter yeah, what's at stake. Right. So, so he could, but so he could save his job. You know, he's he got could a, save he's, his he's job. Got, he's got an opportunity, especially if he can get to the uh, the Pac-12 championship game too. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be talking hopefully a lot more uh, college sports. Yeah, just keep keep you updated. See see what's going on in the town. Yeah. So obviously now. We have two NFL teams in Los Angeles as well. God, the teams, man, they just keep They're coming. So hey, so right when, when baseball season starts, am I going to do the Dodgers or are you, you going to do the Angels? Yeah. But the sure. Angels aren't an L.A. team. Well, then, no. Ooh. I could do – No, uh, they're technically, technically they're an L.A. team. Well, plus – The Los uh, Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Well, they dropped what, the – of Anaheim. <laughs> plus, oh, I'd did? like to yeah. throw in, you know, like I could throw in some, you know, high school stuff or whatever. We'll, we'll get crafty with it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so like I said, two NFL teams. Tyler, yeah. Tyler, you want to start stoked, off with the Chargers? I'm stoked that I get to cover this team too. These are just three teams I would never get to cover. But um, Chargers fourth in my power rankings. Yeah, they're moving um, up, which is absolutely one like the highest they've ever been for sure. Seven and two beat the worst team in the league last week, um, Oakland. So not like a very like stellar week for them um, as far as like a quality of win. But they're second place. To the to the unbeatable Chiefs, you know that are only have one loss but one game behind, so they're yeah. right there, nipping at the Chiefs' heel. Um, and since you know, we're, since we're just starting out, and they had a boring week. Shout out my favorite Chargers team, the o- <laughs> the O six Chargers with LT and, and Phillip and Gates and Vincent Jackson, fourteen and two. But they also the 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 two names I found that I completely forgot about. They were so good as Michael the Burner Turner. Yep. Oh yeah, he was their backup running back, and he went on to be you know a number one guy for Atlanta for years. And then uh, Keenan McCardell ended his career. Really, I forgot about that. Man. He had he had a good. I think he had eighty targets that year when I was looking at the uh, when I was looking at the stats. And this was also the year Merriman was lights out. Yep. Um, he ended uh, Chiefs running back Priest Holmes' career. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was terrible. And then Quentin Jammer, one of the greatest names in football. Ever. Oh yeah. Especially for a cornerback, to be yeah. la- to be to be your last name Jammer, it's like man, this is meant to be. Yeah. Do you think but he changed it? I don't know. That'd be the, that, that's that's interesting. I need a flashier last name than Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go out there being Jamal Williams. I'm being Quentin Jammer. <laughs> but yeah, this Chargers looking good. I think they're definitely uh, definitely a playoff playoff team, um, and they could be a, a division winner. Yeah, they could be. Uh, so, obviously, the Rams, they're 9-1. and one. They're first in the NFC West. They swept the Seahawks in the season series. Yes, they did. So, I, I, I owe you an, an NFC championship tee. Cool. I appreciate yeah. it. NFC West championship <laughs> tee. I don't know. I, I don't I, know I, if they make those. I still – <laughs> they probably make them. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I steal still, a I, banner out of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we only hang banners for championships here in LA. 
jeez. Wish I knew about that. Here, here we go. <laughs> Uh, but the Rams, they're tied for the best record in the NFL as well with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, they got the big matchup here on Monday night coming up. Uh, we'll get into that in the next episode. But uh, I think the I think the Seahawks did show some things on, on how to beat the Rams, though. Well. I think in both times they played them, they show you that, you know, when you have super aggressive in, interior D linemen running the ball is, is how you kind of, like, deflect that, you yeah. know, that penetration. And um, – I think I just you know everyone they have great they have, they have these great names at D line and corner but they don't have anything in the middle of the field I mean I don't know if I can no, tell they really you don't. one of their linebackers but their offense is just so incredibly talented Yeah I mean as as a team they're averaging 448 total yards per game which is second in the NFL uh they're second in the NFL in rushing yards per game and fifth in the NFL in passing yards per game uh, Jared Goff is third in the NFL uh, in throwing touchdowns at 22. Uh, he has a 113.0 QBR, which is ninth in the NFL, and it's also higher than Russell Wilson, Big Ben, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Andrew Luck, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's only He only has six interceptions on the year, and he's second behind Patrick Mahomes in passing yards with 3,134. And then Todd Gurley, he's leading the league in touchdowns from the running back position. He's got 13 touchdowns, uh, 13 straight regular seasons with at least one touchdown, which is a Rams record. I think, yeah, I think it's an NFL record. I'm not sure if it's an NFL the thir- record. 13 yet. games with a touchdown. Yeah. What about uh, what about LT in his uh, in that 31 touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, he had to. He right? had to. Have, right? yeah. yeah, he had to. Have. So I'm not I'm not sure if it's an NFL record yet, but it's, it's a Ram, Ram, it's a Rams record, which is pretty big. It's and, insane to score a touchdown 13 straight games. He has 17 he has 17 total touchdowns already, and that was his total for last season. Now and and not to take away from this, but this is just because we've said this number 31 touchdowns from LT. That oh year. yeah, that's you know what insane. I mean. That just puts it into perspective. You know, the, ha- to to say that Todd Gurley's at 17. In week you know, ten, you know, fourteen, like almost has to double what he's done. Yeah, you know, that's just God. That was an amazing. That's wild, year. yeah. And, and that record, that record was broken three years in a row, because um, like Sean Alexander had broken yep. it, and then LT broke his own record. Like he did it back to back years. Yeah, he had like twenty eight and thirty one. It's just un, un insane. Yeah, and then I mean, as far as the receivers go, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, they're in the top ten in receiving yards. Uh, for receivers, uh, Brandon Cooks is in seventh, and Robert Woods is in ninth. Both have over 800 receiving yards on the year. Uh, unfortunately, Cooper Cup is now out for the season with the torn ACL. God damn it! Rest in peace, Tyler's fantasy team. I had I had <laughs> to drop him today, and it hurt, man. It hurt. But he he leads the team with six touchdowns. Uh, so he has. He's a great player for them, and they're gonna miss him. It's not oh, gonna, for sure. It's not like it's not a you know huge huge loss like changes their outcome of their season, but uh, no, def- this is a huge gonna, loss. They're definitely gonna miss him because he's a guy that gets open. Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah. Brandon Cooks, I don't think is a guy that gets open. He's a guy that like when the coverage goes his way, he beats you. Yeah, because right. he's quicker than you. Yeah. You know, Robert Woods is a route runner. He can beat, but like that's. Cooper Cup is a good player, and, and I mean Cooper. Just the chemistry between Cooper yeah, Cup exactly. and Jared Goff alone is instant. It, yeah, I mean they lived together their entire first year in the NFL. I think. Yeah, that'll, um, that'll do it. But and then obviously Aaron Donald, I think is defensive player of the year. I think Todd Gurley's the MVP. Uh, Aaron Donald's got twelve and a half sacks. He leads the NFL. 
uh, and Dominican Sue has been making the impact he's been paid to make. I yeah. mean, this is it's exactly why we brought no, him in. Num- numbers don't numbers don't tell you what Sue does on the field. No, exactly. Definitely not. And I mean, the best part was was Dante Fowler's instant impact with that fumble recovery. That they needed that. They had oh, it no, was they huge. Had, they had nothing on the edge. That was a big time trade. It for was them. huge. Like, they are muscle. They didn't have that athlete. He almost fucked him. You know, he almost screwed that. Screwed yeah. him in that game, though. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, where do you? So where do you see where do you see the Rams season ending? Where 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 do they? Where yeah, do, they do, lose? do you do you see it ending <laughs> with me having a parade in Inglewood? Or do they I lose? I hate to be to come on this podcast after just meeting you, Duke. But uh, I, the thing that I wonder about the Rams are they that like. 15 and one team you see every few years yeah that just can't get it done they come out of the bye and the bye just killed their momentum and they lose that because no listen carolina a couple years ago when they were 14 and two listen it's 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 a very valid concern and i think to go along with uh my concern of last year coming in and them basically under promising and over delivering and making it to the playoffs and then having that matchup with atlanta at home um, their experience is what killed them uh, in that game, or their lack of experience, I should say, is what killed them in that game against Atlanta last year in the playoffs. But I think them having that experience now from last year is – I think I think they know what's at stake this year, and I, I think that they'll be able to at least make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, their front office has been acting like everybody on their team is about to retire – <laughs> with all these reports that they tried to go after Khalil Mack and yeah. Davian Clowney, yeah. like yeah. obviously they, they're just they're all in. I, I like think that. I yeah. think what they the the formula of success is winning when your quarterback is not uh, one of the massive deals. So you know I right. mean the, those oh, when yeah. you when you get when you pay the surrounding when you got that quarterback that's way better than a salary on a rookie contract or whatever, you you just load it up with talent, and they thought. Listen, Goff and McVay are the what we're hanging our hat on. Well, oh, yeah. so I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know this, Eric, but I work for uh, a sports radio talk, uh, sports talk radio station here in LA, AM five seventy, uh, uh, as part of my job at iHeart, and uh, I was working a broadcast yesterday, and Hall of Famer Jackie Slater, uh, former LA Ram, was on uh, co-hosting the show, and he he brought up a really great point. Uh, when have we ever really seen Stan Kroenke? been the type of owner to really go out and get big name players and pay them kind of like how a Jerry Jones would. Right. Um, I think that's all because the Rams are now in LA. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say yeah, it's a lot sure. harder to get guys to move to St. Louis. Well, for sure. And I mean, <laughs> I think, I think that it's great that Stan Kroenke now understands that as an owner yeah. being in a city like Los Angeles, you have to, no, you have were, to get the aggressive. big name players. They did, they did what they had to do. So I think I think it's great that uh, he that Stan Kroenke uh, and the front office have been able to make the moves that they've made, and it's it's what the Rams need to to be able to to make their stake and and make their claim here in L.A. Uh, because they do have to fight with a team like the Chargers uh, for fans, which I don't really think it's much of a fight anymore. Yeah, because I do not. I do think the Rams, with their early success, uh, kind of took a stranglehold on the city. But I mean, it it's definitely been reassuring as a fan of the team to see the the team go out and make the moves that they've made and go all in on this season. So yeah, for sure. I just uh, my the game that like and look, 
Todd Gurley right now is probably my favorite player in the NFL. For sure. Um, it's like him and Mahomes neck and neck, but I just love watching Todd Gurley play football. He's yeah. unreal. Yeah. Um, but that Saints game where, I mean, the Saints, if they had not thrown it in neutral after the half <laughs> for a little bit, like yeah. you, you wonder, you wonder how, how many points they could have scored. And they're, they have that elite interior of well, Sue and Donald, but, and, you know, Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib, um, and they, I think, uh, you know, Jackson is a pretty decent safety. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it Johnson? Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like I just, I just wonder if they the get team- up against a team who can, who can get Score. that high octane offense going. Yeah. Like what, what that holds for their future? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's, it's a great, it's a great question, and it. The defense has names, but it's not necessarily always. Well, the de- the defense has not been like, performing it, to, to yeah, the standards exactly. of what it like, should the be. The offense right. plays well. You know, the offense is a well-oiled machine. The defense has holes in his face. Marcus Peters statistically is like the worst corner in the league right now. Marcus Peters is and, basically. And Aqib's been hurt almost the whole year. So yeah. they haven't even had, like, they've had a Peters that's given up a lot. Yeah, he makes his big play every now and then, but. Well, as a as a defense, they're giving up three hundred and fifty five point two total yards of offense allowed per which game, which is okay because they score so much. You know, yeah. they're gonna yeah. just because of the nature of their offense, they're gonna give up more yardage and points. But it's the eyeballs that that, For sure. that show. You know, when you watch Drew Brees. You know, when when we're gonna see him play Kansas City, this is gonna be a big test. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not the Michael Thomas doesn't score that touchdown if Mark Marcus Peters doesn't gamble like that. Right. It's. It, I think it's no, simple. and that that's and he's like in Marcus Peters is the equivalent to like a, a Brett Favre at quarterback. Where if you want the three touchdowns, you got to take the two picks. Like yeah, that's how for sure. that's how he yeah. forces it in there. Hundred percent. That's what playmakers do. You know. Yeah. Marcus Peters to me is like the NFL's answer to Ryan Howard. Where <laughs> like when Ryan Howard played for the Phils, it would be yeah. like. He would strike out three times a game and then hit a grand slam yeah. to win it. Yeah, yeah. those exactly. those those people and those they're those athletes in all sports. Yeah, you know, it's you it's take the be, good with be, the bad because right. you see him make these incredible plays. But in order to do that, you got to take the the loss sometimes. Yeah, more often than not. Yeah, but so yeah, so that's that's the LA sports roundup. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna one. hopefully be doing that a lot more often. Maybe a little less Rams, a little more everybody else, but <laughs> <laughs> no, we we can talk about the Rams as much as we want. It might be all Rams, yeah. If uh, if they get the deed done, yeah. No, I, I like I like the sound of that, Eric. I, I really <laughs> I really hope that uh, I really hope that um, the Packers or the Saints play play the uh, the Rams in the playoffs. This no, it'd be, be great, it, great it'd be a matchup. great matchup. I think the veteran quarterbacks are like the the uh, kryptonite to the Rams. Listen, I mean experience is what's going to get you there and the well, only can, the only way to get experience is to is to be there so hopefully yeah hopefully the rams can get it done yeah but, yeah all right switch let's switch up to the hardwood no we're, are, we, are we switching up to the hardwood or no no i was i thought we were going to do two minute drill oh okay yeah let's do it yeah so let's just go football to football yeah. and then we'll, we'll we'll go back to yeah. go back to the hardwood Oh yeah, uh, I, was, I knew that. I was just trying to throw him off his game. No, I'm a professional at this, <laughs> this now. Guy, this guy's ready to rock. <laughs> so, all right, TP, you got the clock set. Yep, we're gonna do this the right way. Yep. So, Tyler and I got three questions each. Uh, we don't know what they are. 
but they're all about football and we'll kind of just get a, everybody in the room's opinion on uh yeah what the question is yeah so you over you want me to start it out yeah you can start it out that's fine all right this is uh this one I'll, I'll start this one off because it's kind of like it is a football question but it kind of crosses into multi-sports okay um what team impresses you more right now alabama football or duke basketball who which I think is kind of just – I think both these teams are, are just stupidly dominant right now. So <laughs> I'd like to see what everybody else thinks. Is it even fun to watch? Are they like do they got, do they got it wrapped up? I mean, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I haven't watched a single Alabama football game this year, and I haven't watched a single Duke basketball game yet. But you've had to have seen Duke highlights. No, of, of course I've seen all the highlights. And the box score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got those three freshmen averaging over 24 a game. Listen, all three of I'm – I'm just I'm gonna go with Duke basketball because basketball is more my f- like cup of tea than football because bas- basketball is my first love. Yeah. Uh, I I think what Mike Shashevsky has done with that program is absolutely historical. Obviously, we know what what he's done. Um, but I mean, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, they're just unreal. Yeah, and Cam Reddish. Yeah, Cam Reddish is. All three of those guys are stars. Top five picks. They're stars. Yeah. It's yeah. Zion's not even like fair. doesn't even look like a college basketball so you're, player. You Philly guy is he Barkley or what? Is this Charles Barkley reincarnate? I mean, it's it's tough to compare guys like that because the game was like so different when Barkley. But played, what you know? I guess but where what, I compare him is the body. Yeah, for sure the body, the small, the small but stocky and built. Uh, that stocky and built is even an understatement. Yeah. What I what I wonder about Zion's game is like, like right now we just see him like doing insane dunks and stuff. Like, does he have more than that to his game? Like, is he more than yeah, just a yeah. dominant? I think, body I, think I think he is. I think he is, and I think that's like absolutely one hundred percent the the uh, the consensus on him. What everyone says, and I think almost everybody, if you watch him play a whole basketball game, you see it. And yeah. Then, then you realize. Okay, he's not just a highlight reel. No, he um, can play. You know, and I remember in high, like when he was playing high school, it was like, is he going to be able to do this to college guys? You know, and then it's bam, he's just, Dude, he's just dominating. Yeah. All right. So my first question is: Marvin Lewis has now hired Hugh Jackson as a special assistant to the head coach uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this is a reuniting of sorts. Uh, Hugh Jackson was with the Bengals uh, a few years ago before going to the Browns. Um, and obviously Hugh Jackson was just fired a few weeks ago by the Cleveland Browns. Are you surprised that Hugh Jackson was hired so quickly by a team after being let go by the Browns? No. He's really? Got pre- uh, he's got a pretty good rep around the league. Everybody always talks so well about him. I always wonder about these kind of coaches too. Like I wish I could meet him because – it's got to be – they must have something to them, you know what I mean? Keep getting these jobs, keep getting opportunities, people always talking well, but not necessarily winning games. Yeah. Kind of like a Jeff Fisher, you know? It's like, what right. – what, But what Jeff, it, Fisher, Jeff Fisher hasn't gotten a job since he got fired by the Rams. But, I mean, he coached for 16 straight years, you know what I mean? He, yeah. You know, it's like – and he's well-respected in the league, you know? It's just – what's a, when they walk in the room, do they just – are they just, like, demand – you know, power, they know everything. Are they just that much smarter than everybody else? I think it's just like a fraternity, like basically amongst coaches. Like you're you're my guy. So if for you me, need a Fisher, job. Fisher kind of like got pulled out of retirement <laughs> to coach that Rams team. Yeah, and like, like for him, he's an older guy. Like, why would he need want yeah. to? Like Hugh Jackson didn't do anything 
you know, like Fisher had a Super Bowl appearance in his past. So it's like, you know, like what else is there for me to do, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, he climbed the mountain. Hugh Jackson, yeah. there's literally nothing. Nothing. I he just, needs to build back up. Well, and he's been part of he's been part of the two worst ran franchises, in my opinion, with Cleveland and Oakland. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So that's and good. I mean, that's I, not yeah. good to I'm just also surprised at how Marvin Lewis has a job, but that's a completely different story. I mean, it's that's just ownership. I mean, the owners have so much more power than I think casual fans realize. Oh, that's, for sure. That's why, like, when things don't make sense, like a Jason Garrett or Marvin Lewis, it's normally ownership. There's plenty of coaches right now. Like Jason Garrett should not be coaching. No. Uh, Mike McCarthy should not be coaching. Mike McCarthy should not be calling plays. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I mean, he should have three Super Bowls already. I'm just yeah. I've <laughs> I've like I've uh, I've given up on on him because I I hate that they just completely only lean on Aaron. Like yeah. you're not going to give him anything to work with. Yeah, like, just let Aaron coach. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's just like LeBron in Cleveland. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's like literally what it's like. All right, so uh, my next question. Um, I got a list of four and five NFL teams. Um, there's six NFL teams that are four and five. Okay. All of them are actually decent names. So uh, do one of these teams make the playoffs? Uh, Seattle, Atlanta, Dallas, Philadelphia, Indianapolis, and Baltimore. So six pretty good teams, all four and five. You said um, you History said, says one team normally makes a push to get into the playoffs. You said it's Dallas, Philly. Seattle, Atlanta, Seattle, Atlanta, and then Indianapolis and Baltimore. Indianapolis and Baltimore. I personally think one of these NFC teams is going to make the playoffs, just because the NFC is is so wide open. I could see Indy squeaking in, in the Indy, AFC. To be honest, yeah, the, in the AFC, that division especially because you know, My, if the if the um, Texans don't hit a six game win streak, that division looks really bad. Oh yeah, my my gut's telling me it's Philly. That's, I mean, that's who I would, if I had to put money down, that's who I would, that's who I would. Yeah, I mean, my, my gut's telling me it's Philly. I mean. Because I like D.C. to, I like D.C. to, to drop the ball. Yeah, exactly. No, I like, Uh, I like D.C. to drop the ball and, and Philly to like be able to win. Oh, just get that. Exactly. get in off of that. Exactly. I mean, Washington, Washington's six and three right now. Or. Yep. Yeah, they're six and three right now. And Philly and Dallas are four and five. Yeah. Now I know Dallas just beat Philly. Dallas, I fucking oh, goddamn <laughs> it! I I hate watching them play every week. I say, they're, I don't know if they suck or if they're great. Yeah. I just Philly's don't. not that team that we saw last year, though. No, their, definitely not. Their defense last year was making so plays. dominant or dominant, and uh, they just like you know, they just haven't been able to do it this year. Sometimes defenses even, have magic. You know? I don't even understand the Golden Tate trade. Like clearly, you need I like a running it. back. I like I like the Golden Tate trade. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one because uh, yeah, like you said, it doesn't address the need. So they had when plenty you make, of pass catchers. Normally, when you make midseason moves, it's to fill a void. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They but, they just added the best player available. I love Doug. Peterson well, because you as a can coach. use you can use Golden Seattle, Tate baby. in so many different options. He's though a, he's a Seattle guy. All right, my second question is. Amari Cooper in two games for da- for the Dallas Cowboys has 11 receptions for 133 yards and one touchdown. Do you think Amari Cooper is the right big play receiver to complement Dak and Zeke? Yeah, for sure. I think they should they they should be able to get it done with him. I I, I still think he has uh, good years left in the tank. 
Yeah, I mean, I just I would love to see that those offensive pieces with an actual coach instead <laughs> of Jerry Jones's hand puppet. Yeah, exactly. That's I hate I hate Jason Garrett, and I'm not a big Dak Prescott fan. But on the other hand, if I if Jason Garrett's not there, what could Dak do? Right. Yeah, depends. I mean, it would Dak's, depend on- obviously Dak's got some sort of game, or he wouldn't. You know, have he been wouldn't have rookie. won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Cooper had like. He's like had two pretty decent games. I mean, that Titans game was just baffling at <laughs> how badly the Cowboys mismanaged that game. But you know, I think I love Zeke Elliott, and I think like anytime you have a back like that, it's the same thing with the Rams with Gurley. It's like when you, you have a back it. who you gotta keep you gotta keep eyes on, and you can't stack the box, or you try to stack the box all game. Yeah, like you're yeah. gonna get burned deep. And Amari Cooper has shown in the past that he does have yeah, talent. Yeah, he's that receiver. Yeah. No, I, I hope that this is his, like, rebirth. and it's a, I hope so, too. It's a place where he can get back into the kind of the A-list of receivers because he was a number one. Oh. He's a first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from Alabama. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's too bad how it all went down. So. Yeah. All right, what you got for your last question? All right, last one. Um, oh, this is, this is a good one. Um, <laughs> who I do hope th- so. Who, who do you think? Uh, I forgot about this one. Who, who do you think gives? So Balt. So uh, Joe Flacco is questionable, right? With a hip injury, who gives Baltimore the better chance at winning? Um, Lamar Jackson or Robert Griffin the third? And who do you go with? Just because they give you the best chance of winning, who who do you start? Why? Well, I think first off, you have to go with the person that gives you the best chance to win. So I think the I because think, they're still in the playoff race. Exactly. I think. I but you also don't want to throw out Lamar Jackson and have his confidence completely wrecked. See, and that's if he's your future. And that's why I think, as m- crazy as it sounds, I think you have to put Robert Griffin the third in as as your starter, as your starter at least on Sunday. Now, if you have to pull him out and put Lamar Jackson in, no, that's completely different because once once Robert Griffin starts, the pressure's off Lamar. Lamar exactly. Jackson. No, exactly. Like Robert Griffin can go out there and have three bad positions and then then pull him. And they could lose the game, and it's not going to be on Lamar Jackson. No, hundred percent. But if he starts the game and goes out there and gets crushed, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's—I've seen that movie. It's not a good ending. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why it gives you the best chance to win because if you do have to take Robert Griffin the third out, Lamar Jackson is going in with no pressure, and that just makes the game so much easier for players when they go in with no pressure. Yeah, especially a quarterback. This is like one of those things where I feel like the this, you always got those obnoxious fans in the stadium. They're like, "What is our coach doing? Starting RG three? Like, right? Put Lamar in, and this is that's why that's why but, there's so much pressure. That's where the pressure comes. But from. this is also one of those it's situations. Like the thing. This is also one of those situations where this could completely backfire. Well, I think the problem right now is that the Ravens that division is the Bengals have reemerged and you have the Steelers who are just on fucking fire right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like one of those situations where Harbaugh's back is against the wall. Like he might be getting fired at the end of this year. And yeah. The suit, the Super Bowl lore has worn off. I think him, like, and, him and Flacco. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like, uh, shattering Lamar Jackson's confidence. RG three's confidence was shattered. Like, Three four years, years ago. ago yeah <laughs> like yeah no that's true but that's why but that's why you, you know he, he's not your future yeah so you don't care about his uh his <laughs> mindset yeah all right my last question uh and it's obviously probably the biggest story of the day today in the nfl 
Le'Veon Bell did not show up in Pittsburgh to sign uh, his franchise tender by the deadline to make him eligible to play this season. He's going to miss the entire 2018-2019 NFL season and is going to lose out on $14.5 million. He will also become an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Where do you think Le'Veon ends up now that we know he is officially not coming back to Pittsburgh? He's got to be Philly, right? He's got to be the t- what, at the top of the list. I mean, I think Philly's on the list. I, I, I don't know if it might. I don't know if it's the top of the list. Oakland has the most money. Not that, not that you want to go to Oakland, but they're kind of like trying to sell that they're in a you know new stadium, new everything. Right old coach (laughs) but uh yeah those are those are two that come to my mind right away what about you eric i oakland definitely in my mind but it depends on what Le'Veon's expectations are with winning (laughs) yeah because he he's coming from a franchise that is a perennial playoff contender yeah so is he really going to want to go into that whole situation um philly around the trade deadline hit me because like Howie Roseman love loves the deal, but for them, I think they really got burned by d- giving that contract to Demarco Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if that yeah. will end up being a landing yeah. spot for him. That's I wonder similar. about a team like Washington. Well, the, uh, Washington could be interesting because Adrian Peterson is obviously on the other side of 30, yeah. even though he's having a great year. Uh, what do you guys think about Indianapolis? Parent- well, and here's the thing: is any team he goes to instantly just jumps through the roof well right. yeah exactly yeah. now think about putting think about putting him in indianapolis with andrew luck after being back a full year in the nfl you have a, a big play receiver like ty hilton you have a tight end in eric ebron who looks like to be a top five uh tight end this year in the nfl and they went offensive line in the first round the last two years exactly their o-line looks amazing like, yeah. look at how marlon who the hell heard of marlon mack before this uh, year well for for, for sh- the last four games no sacks no sacks on andrew luck last four games yeah when your quarterback's not games. getting touched you're that's so, yeah there's a lot of good I'm, I'm gonna pull for seattle though in the end no, you know? <laughs> we're gonna sell him on our running offense we need we need that guy him, him and russell wilson and the read option Le'Veon, him and ross together would be Le'Veon nice. bell yeah, right? is the last thing the nfc west needs i think I also i would love to see him in green bay play with rogers that'd be cool but green bay is not gonna touch him green bay is really like they're historically in-house. avoided moves like that. They're in house. Yeah, yeah. they, they want Packers. Well, and they draft so well. Why? Yeah. Why go outside? All right. So that was the yeah. two minute drill. Uh, now we're gonna jump back to the hardwood, and we're gonna get into uh, the segment we started a few weeks ago. It's called the NBA Starting Five. Yep. So the top story in the NBA, obviously, right now is Jimmy Butler getting traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm glad that Eric is here because he's a Philadelphia 76ers fan. Uh, The trade was obviously Jimmy Butler and uh, Justin Patton going to Philly for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second-round pick. Jared Bayless is still in the league, man. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. (laughs) That, That was so funny to read. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So a couple other deals that were thrown out uh, Minnesota's way at the end that basically they needed to choose between either Philly's deal or these two other deals. Uh, it was from New Orleans, Nikola Miritich and an unprotected first round pick. Oh man, that's tough to pass up, pass up on. And then the other deal was from Houston, 
uh, obviously Houston and Philly had uh, talks before this, and that was uh, regarding four first-round picks and maybe a player. I don't know about that. That's so stupid. God, like, Houston, don't you see what happened to Brooklyn? Like, you cannot give up that many years of first-round picks. So this was the trade Houston proposed. Eric Gordon and Nene and two first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. I think that's the third best option they had. Yeah. So you you I think, think I think what the like I mean Miritic and an un, unprotected first rounder is super nice. Yeah. Um that that looks that sounds super nice on paper, but they did end up getting two starters. Um in yeah. in Sark and Covington. Well, I just feel bad for Covington. He was like he, him and I always thought uh Covington and McConnell were two guys that shouldn't have made the league, but they got a shot in the process. Yeah, yeah be, they, and, and they, they worked hard and they earned a spot in the league. And it's like to go through the process and t- then them <laughs> ship you out to fucking Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, God, they're that's... they're timing Dario Saric and Robert Covington uh, and I guess TJ McConnell. Well, Saric well. is like a first round like lottery pick. Right. I mean? But I'm saying their timing in the process was very, very timely for them because they had opportunities when players like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were hurt. Yeah, Co- Covington, man, like, he shouldn't have been in the league. He, he absolutely 100% just made it, you know, yeah. through the process. I think he showed in the playoffs last year, too, why he shouldn't be. Well, I <laughs> yeah, mean, it, yeah, exactly. I think he's, uh, he, he's like, very one-dimensional. I mean, he's a 3 and D. He, yeah, he's the ultimate yeah. 3 and D guy. But, if, but he's not the ultimate 3 and D guy. No, but I'm saying, We're like, not going to throw that out there. No. <laughs> here's the thing it's just like he's not as good of a he's not a good enough shooter to be like you know big time on that on that three part of the three and d and then it's like he's guarding the best players every night so it's not like he's necessarily stopping them he's just containing really good players right and one would not a big he's not a huge player to me sark is having kind of an off year too which yeah Yeah, i mean well he's like i think he's still fringe whether he's like gonna make it or not yeah, for sure. He, he's one of those guys I feel like could just bust out. He's like I mean, Alex Len, Marquise Doug. Chris, I think he's, uh, Dragon Bender. Well, and I, as far as like the uh, um, being a Euro player, I think he's like one of those guys that could bust out and go back to Europe, like Nanad Christic. Why not? And Rudy Fernandez and these right. guys that could be like they make bank the man, over there. You know, like oh yeah, going to going to Minnesota now. Um, he's he could be a it could be nice playing next to Cat, um, but. Sorry, we'll we'll see. This is going to be very pivotal for his career. So how long until Jimmy Butler comes and Debo's Markel Fultz? <laughs> dude, Markel Fultz, man. <laughs> it, it hurts my eyes to watch him play basketball. Oh, dude, man. it's bad. It, well, and you feel bad for him to a point. You know, it's like, God damn, dude, this is painful to watch. Well, a good buddy of mine back home is like, you know, Fultz is an athlete. And it's like, they're all fucking athletes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. They're all athletes. They're playing a professional sport. Like, yeah. Well, plus, like, he's not going to get those, like, high-flying dunk opportunities when you have Embiid and Ben Simmons and all these guys clogging up the paint. Yeah. This is not – he's not going to work in that in that team. They got. I think they got to start um, – they got to start J.J. Redick. Interesting. Redick is – like there, the Sixers, uh, Elton Brand came out and said, uh, "Oh, we're looking for shooters right now. We're still looking to make deals." And it's like, yeah, you got <laughs> what happened like, to JJ, JJ Redick? Yeah, uh, arguably the greatest shooter ever. Get Fultz out whoa, of the game and put Redick in. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's up there. He's so, up there do you think? Do you think Jimmy Butler has the same impact 
on Embiid and Simmons that he had on Cat and Wiggins? Nah. Or do you think it's a completely different scenario? Way different. Uh, Joel's an alpha dog. You think Joel's going to come in and try and punk Jimmy? No, I don't think he's going to try and punk him. I think they're going to be like, we're, he's not going to back down. You know what I mean? Okay. If, if there's competition. But I don't think he's, he's going to go looking for the fight. But I don't think he's going to back down either. It, this is his team. I mean, sure. Jimmy's been in the East before. He knows that yeah. he's got a chance to make a run at a championship. Yeah. Um, well, that was their that was their main goal was to get him out of the West, right? Yeah. It was Minnesota was to get Jimmy right. out of the West. That makes sense why they turned down the Pelicans offer. Yeah, but, it makes a little more sense. Yeah. I mean, the the Sixers definitely needed somebody like Jimmy Butler because, in they my opinion, the they need the Hooper on the perimeter. Yeah, with just Simmons and Embiid leading that team you're like going to be the number three seed every year yeah yeah exactly exactly no that's they need their number one the guy that's going to have the ball at the end if if if, unless it's like joel obviously if you can get joel the ball late that's where you go to but if joel can't get to the ball you have to have someone on the perimeter and now this team i think Stephen a smith said it the best they're they're ben simmons jump shot away from like being a title contender now for sure yeah you know if ben simmons had a, a gets a jump shot they're a problem hopefully yeah. it's not a three-point jump shot <laughs> <laughs> all right second probably second leading story in the nba right now oh well i guess with the kd and draymond stuff which we'll get to in a second that's probably the second leading so i guess maybe the third leading topic. Nah, this is this is pretty big time though. no this this is huge um carmelo anthony's days in houston are likely numbered uh according to multiple sources uh and i mean i think we all agree that he's being used as a scapegoat in in Houston for I think the front office's failings uh this offseason by getting rid of Trevor Ariza and Luke Richard and Bamute uh their key wing defenders who would really take the brunt of guarding the other team's best players uh while Chris Paul and James Harden uh and Clint Capella really handled all of the all the other stuff yeah um but I mean, it just—it's really unfortunate, and I think I think Stephen Jackson—he said it uh, on his Instagram. I think he said it best. It's like him and AI. He thinks that him yeah. and AI kind of got blackballed out of no, the league. It's one hundred percent Allen Iverson. That's like all I have to say about this. This is so sad. I'm watching, I'm watching what happened to Iverson happen all over again because he's too big of a star to be on the bench. Yeah, and uh, it just doesn't work. You know the the, the way they play the game. It just it's too bad it, when they're when they're your guy they're your guy but when they're not it's just uh kind of toxic yeah i mean for Melo, it's like you know he he was such a talent in the league and now he just kind of looks like a shell of himself yeah i think i just think he's not getting you know you can't give him the rock every play anymore now so like then it's like once he's not your number one where does he fit in because of the what the style of play it's just it's terrible. This Rockets team, they fucked it up. I mean, they blew it. The, the last year was their window. Their window closed. They, they traded their defensive players for you know for nothing basically. Um, they're trying to give away all their first round draft picks. They're trying to you know really buy into right now, uh, and I just don't really like the moves they're making. Yeah, it's uh, I just like. I hate the Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just the, it's it's the classic D'Antoni team. They're easy to hate. Yeah. Because, you know, they're winning. Shocker, Mike D'Antoni and Carmelo Anthony didn't work out on the well, same team. And they're like, you know, they're winning. Uh, they're winning 
and like not really playing the way you should play, you know, for sure, quote unquote, you, the way you should play. And so people are like, you can't sustain this. You know, that's what it always is. It's like, you can't win a championship with this. And they haven't. They have like, you know, Harden's one of the best offensive players in the NBA. And they're the most boring team to watch. <laughs> because he's got a boring game. I mean, yeah. no, one, no one wants to watch um, someone draw fouls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just, you know, it's a three-pointer. It's a shot. And, and unfortunately, he's so fucking good that it's boring. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, unfortunately, like, what he's doing is really hard to do, and it's really effective, but it's boring to watch. Yeah, yeah totally. But it's it sucks that Melo's kind of getting pushed I, out of the I, league. I think he needs to accept being Vince Carter. And uh, Gra- Vince and Gra- Carter. And Grant Hill. Vince uh, Carter is the perfect – example of how to he should go to these age bad gracefully in professional sports if he sure. wants to still play go to these bad teams and, and be a mentor to these you know go to sacramento and brooklyn and atlanta and yeah Memphis and all this bullshit and get some minutes have some fun be an nba player still compete or go be go go overseas and just get paid and be the man yeah, yeah. That's a, that's Steph Marbury. That would be like if I could talk to Melo. That's what I would tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Melo, go to the Knicks. Hey, no Melo, hit up, hit yeah, up my no. boy Tyler Pacholke yeah. at at Tyler Pacholke yeah. on Instagram. Or, or it's just like, man, it'd be cool if he could go to Denver. You know, like go back be, to Denver. That, that'd be cool. But it's just I he should have never left I, Denver. I said all this same shit about Allen Iverson ten years ago, and it just didn't work out. I kept hoping, oh, he can be that guy, and no, he can't. Melo should should have never left Denver, huh? No, I don't believe that. I don't he got that. to the Western Conference Finals in Denver. He's never winning a championship at Denver. All right. I, there's some franchises I just franchises I just feel like like it's tough, man. It's tough. Like no, it is. Being in a place like Denver, what do they have to do to win a championship? They're never going to get the. They have to draft perfect for four or five years in a row. Yeah. They're never going to get the big free agent. Yeah, that's. You gotta have to draft. I feel the same way about the Jazz. It it is. I mean, look, they drafted two Hall of Famers back to back years, and they dominated the West for 15 years, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, it's it's you can't get you can't add anything that way. You're good. You try to get all these like weird pieces that are like good mix, and you get a good basketball team, but it's not enough to get the ring. Yeah. So all right, like I said uh, before, we started talking about Carmelo. The other big story of the day in the NBA is uh, the end of the game between the Clippers and the Warriors last night. Uh, Kevin Durant was not happy with Draymond Green at all after uh, the Warriors failed to get the last shot uh, off in regulation of a game that ended up being an overtime loss to the Clippers for the Warriors, who are also without Steph Curry. So they were shorthanded, but, I mean, that's no excuse for the back-to-back uh, defending champions to yeah. lose to the Clippers like that. No, no. Um, but basically what happened was Draymond got a defensive rebound and took the ball himself, and he ended up losing control, fell with the ball, turned it over as the clock expired, uh, sending the game into overtime. And in between the fourth quarter and the start of overtime, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green got into a pretty heated argument uh, on the bench. And then after the game, when – the end result was a loss. Uh, that argument continued uh, in the locker room between the Warriors teammates. Um, and I'm sure a bunch of other teammates were chiming in as well uh, in the locker room behind closed doors and all of that. Um, but basically, KD was basically saying he should have gotten the ball for the last shot at the end of the game, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. 
and in somewhere in that argument, either in the locker room or on the bench in the heated exchange, Draymond brings up KD's impending free agency this upcoming offseason. So I, I kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what you think this means for the Warriors as a team. Uh, I don't really think it's a big deal. I think it's two players, two teammates that have been uh, teammates for three years now. Uh, they've won back-to-back -back NBA championships. Uh, last year, they said that winning last year's championship was much harder than the first one. And they went through a lot more drama and a lot more turmoil as a team last year. So I think it's just another another bump in the road almost. But uh, a lot of people saying this, this could be the end. People are really being dramatic with it. Um, but I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on that. I mean, like, <laughs> it's one of this the, – the problem with the 24-hour news cycle – is that everything has to be a story now? Yeah, like, you have to no, find something. I don't even think I don't even it. think it has to do with it being a twenty-four hour news cycle. I think it's just social media. Yeah, that well, that yeah. as well. But like, you have these talking heads on TV who just need something to talk about. <laughs> like earlier, earlier we said, you know, like what thirteen games or so? Yeah, yeah thirteen games yeah. this season. No, yeah. Like, this is the most talented NBA team we've seen. Like. Ever. Since the Chicago Bulls, maybe yeah. even they have Clay Thompson is like their third best offensive player, <laughs> and he's a top five three point shooter in the NBA. It's it's top two all time. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 freaky good. I mean, Clay could be Reggie Miller. You know what I mean? He could lead his own team. It's exactly. Like, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think this this is one of those things when you're not in house, it seems like a bigger deal than it is. For sure, they're like competitors. They're they're. He, but I, and I would have always, I would have said that and I would have left it at that. And, you know, during the game, none of that shit mattered, you know, yelling at each other, whatever. Yeah. It's just They're competitors. That, that stuff doesn't matter. But it, Draymond actually said the words, like it brought up the word free agency to Kevin Durant. That's, that is a little, that's a little concerning. Uh, yeah. I think I th that's something that's in the back of his mind, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that like, well, he's obviously not like going to hold a grudge. About. And let's, and let's also not forget Draymond is coming up on free agency pretty soon too. And the Warriors are going to have to make a decision on who they're going to keep from this core of players to basically yeah, move it's, forward. It's, with. It's a weird dynamic to think it's like, all right, well, Katie's playing with us to get a ring. You know, like, yeah, uh, I mean, at the, it, it's just like one of those things where it's like something good can only last for so long, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, look at all the dynasties that have been in, in the NBA. They've only lasted so many years. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, really, they, it's, they always break up for some reason. It's incredibly yeah. hard to get past that three-year mark. I mean, it's, for sure. it's insanely hard. Like, three-peats are already hard enough, it, and, like, we've seen it, but it's just, like, to do to keep something going as long as the Warriors have, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. I, th I think they need to let KD walk and just stick with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Well, I think – For sure. And I, I think what would be best for KD's career and his legacy would be to leave Golden State, go to whatever team he wants to go to, and then go win a ring that next year and be like, yo, I was the difference in Golden State. He's, he's definitely yeah. got to do it for himself at some point. Yeah, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes, where he picks. It's probably it's probably gonna piss me off. That's all I know. It's for sure. It, <laughs> I, 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 in the back of my head, it's just like he's gonna go to Boston. 
Yeah, see, if Kevin Durant goes it's, to Boston, that's right. going to piss me off. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Like, why? If Kevin, Durant, if Kevin Durant ends up a Celtic, that will piss me off more than LeBron leaving Cleveland the first time with, with the decision. Yeah, I mean, it could happen, though. Why don't we uh, bring back the Sonics? Yeah, we drafted uh, him. Yeah, exactly. That's hey, what. That's what. Like we I said, you can have the Clippers. We we should be sending <laughs> the Clip show up north so so bad, but I can't take another. I can't take away another team. <laughs> Has anybody brought up him possibly going to the Clippers? Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. No, huh. nobody's going to the fucking Clippers. I, th- I think so. I think I think L. A. is a destination for everybody, and the Clippers have money. It's a media. It's a major media market who doesn't already have like. Their star, guy, yeah, because because Blake CP, you know, lob, this, lob this argument done. makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's the same thing as the you Knicks. got sixteen, yeah, cham- but, but you got sixteen championship banners hanging, yeah, up, but the up Clipper, in the same building. The Clippers were one of like what they they throw the Clippers in everybody's destination spot, everybody, right? Because because they're he's in because the Clippers are in one of the you know the only there's only like seven you know what we find like that one night like. Eight or nine major markets. Oh, major markets, yeah. It's very small number. It's under 10, I think, so. I think ESPN, actually, uh, when there was, like, early speculation about bronze free agency, they had this article where you could click through and it changed LeBron's jersey. Oh, jeez. And one was the Clippers. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, LeBron, one of them was the Clippers, and that's why it's, like, they're always going to throw their name in the hat. What if? Are we done with the Clippers yet, guys? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, never done with the Clippers. All right. So, all right, you, Mr. Walsingham, brought up a very interesting point earlier in the show. You brought up two backcourts, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. Specifically. And John Wall and Bradley Beal. Tyler and I had discussed this topic previously uh, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today. Uh, And we came up with which backcourt is more likely to get broken up before or by the NBA trade deadline. John Wall and Bradley Beal, or C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. Now, the Blazers, they're 10-3. and three. They're second in the Western Conference. The Wizards, on the other hand, have gotten off to an abysmal start. They're 4-9, and nine, and they're 11th in the East. I think it's a no-brainer that Washington has to mix something up. I, I just – this isn't the start that they were hoping for. They thought Dwight Howard – and pairing him with John Wall and Bradley Beal was going to be something. Well, they at least thought he'd fill the void of Gortat. And he clearly hasn't. Yeah, well, def- definitely not so far. Uh, they, I mean, they, out of these two, they got to be the one that you you blow up just because Portland got off to such a hot start. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think in a Western Conference that's so competitive. And if you're winning in the Western Conference now, hopefully you can sustain that. I just don't like building a team around two guards. No, it's it's always been built. I mean, if you just look at the great combinations of players, it's always between a big man and a guard. And just like you know, the the wing the wing player, you can't just like, I don't like the teams that are um, guard heavy and then just have like these three and D guys at forward. Yeah, you know, like a you have like like the Rockets last year, um, and and these teams, you know, like they have. They're starting Al Farouk Amino, you know what I mean, and and they're starting Otto Porter, and it's right. like, the, I don't that that's I don't think that's a championship uh, roster. No, I don't think so. Either. I think you can get away with having your like your four or five guy being one one of the guards. Yeah, I think you get away with that, and then another one is one of your bigs. At this point in the year, I think you know, 
the Wizards obviously thought that they were going to be much better than they are right now. So I could see them trying to make a move earlier than the trade deadline to try and get something going before it's a lost year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Blazers are so good right now. I just like don't know. Yeah, if, they if, they played they played themselves into like security. And, yeah, for and, sure. And again, we're talking about the West, like we said earlier, where you have like a bunch of teams yeah. below the half mark line who you know by the end of the yeah, year yeah. will be above it. Yeah. So yeah, that's why it's so pivotal to get off to a good start because you right. can't fall behind early because these teams are going to make moves. For sure. Is Lillard free agent next year? I believe so. I think the thing about Lillard is I feel like Lillard likes having zero pressure on him. No, I mean he's from a small school. Yeah, uh, he went to a small college. He is is, you know, obviously the king of Portland. Nike's right there. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Well, he's, he's an Adidas awesome. guy. He, he's huh? He's an Adidas guy. Oh, that's true. I never even thought oh, about no. that. God, how did how can you be a Portland uh athlete and be an Adidas guy? <laughs> But Adidas, me. Adidas's headquarters is in Portland, Oregon, as well. They moved there just to, just to compete, <laughs> just to compete with the big swoosh. middle finger across the street to Nike. Just, yeah, they also try. They also like bought West Side Story. They also bought Reebok, trying to compete. But hey. checks over stripes, always, always. But yeah, so I mean, that was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they need to trade. They they need to trade like Beal get, or Wall or Bull. Just get. Get just going. blow it up yeah dude it's the east like if you know i think the only reason why they kept together was like oh lebron left like let's see where we land in the east this <laughs> yeah, year totally. it's, it's totally up for grabs and it's not going to work out if they're not even a top four seed in the east then like you got to move ya. on because you can get a lot of good stuff with those two players you can get a lot of picks for the future young players um you can do some stuff with them yeah do yeah. it kind of similar to what chicago did you know they dumped all their veteran talent. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and now they have a good, nice young core and some draft picks moving forward. And now Thibodeau picked them all back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thibodeau got all, Thibodeau got all the, the leftovers. The Timberwolves. Timberwolves, baby. Perfect, foolproof plan. I hope Derrick Rose gets sixth man of the year so bad, man. That'd be tight. Really, uh, MVP awesome. and sixth man of the year. Yeah, exactly. Never been done. Yeah. That's his goal this year. Yeah. So, all right, to close out the NBA starting five, I got two trivia questions for you guys. Let's see who gets them right. First one is, Joel Embiid has had at least 30 points and 10 rebounds in nine of his first 15 games this season. Who is the last player to do this? And I have multiple choice options if you would like them. I think I know who it is. You go. Uh, well, hold on. Okay, yeah, I guess you guess. Wait, yeah, what? What do we do? There's two. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've. He's I've, got multiple. He's got multiple choice, but I think I know. The last player to get thirty and ten, nine out of the first thirteen games. Nine out of fifteen. Nine out of fifteen. Yeah. That, I think it's Drummond. But the the other name that was in my head was uh was Shaq. But Drummond was would be my first. Drummond player. is wrong. No, oh, damn. Do you I, have a guess, and then I can give you my four multiple choice options? Sure. I was I was gonna go with a. Uh, a dark horse guess, which would be uh, Dwight Howard on the Magic. Interesting. I like that guess. Uh, but no. Uh, Shaq was one of my options, so that was my D option. I just figured he did it, but someone has had to have done it since then. Yeah, you know more I mean? recently, right? So, the first option is A, Wilt, B, Hakeem, C, Kareem, D, Shaq. Oh, Jesus. It, so, it is Shaq. It's got to be Shaq, yeah. Yeah, Shaq. No, it's not Shaq. Shaq never did it? Nope. Hakeem? Nope. 
this so, so no one's done this? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1971, 1972. To get 30 and 10 in 9 out of 15 games? In his first 9 out of 15 games of the season. I guess Holy the first, shit. That's just, that's weird. Yeah. It's weird that I no, saw no, it on, no big guy had gotten off to a better start than that. I saw it on Twitter, at NBA History. That's crazy that Shaq in like 2000, 2001 didn't do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Kareem was the last player to do it, 1971, Drummond had that crazy stretch. That's kind of what I thought it was. Like right when you started talking, I was like, man, it was Drummond. That's, it's really interesting to me that both of you guys went more current players as well. Well, just because I didn't think – that doesn't seem like an untouchable number. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would have happened more recently. But yeah. Yeah. Well, That's a good one. All right, last question. There are only four active players in the top 25 in scoring in NBA history right now. Can you name them? Probably. You can work together. You can work against each yeah, other. Well, it, the, it's got to be uh, it's got to be Dirk, Braun. Um, All right, that's two. Vince. That's three. And uh, Dirk in the top twenty-five. Top twenty-five. Oh fuck! Did K- did KD get in there? No. Damn. I don't know. Trying to think. You got Who's another veteran that's running around? Yeah, out it's got to be somebody who's been playing. For He's someone ever. technically still on a team. Technically, still on a team. I got, I got one, I got one more guess. Could be, could it, could it be Pau Gasol? No, it's not Pau. Damn. Damn. Shit, man. That's. I'm shocked you haven't gotten this, Tyler. Yeah. Is shocked. That just an obvious one. So obvious. God damn it. <laughs> it's so, so just, obvious. So just overthinking it. You said who'd you say? You said Braun, Dirk, so, Dirk. Okay, Braun, so, Dirk, and Vince. So Braun is sixth all time with thirty one thousand three hundred eighty one yeah. points. Yeah. Dirk is seventh all time with thirty one thousand one hundred eighty seven points. Yeah. Vince Carter is twenty second. I knew Vince would be like borderline yeah. in the top twenty five. Vince is twenty second with twenty four thousand nine hundred and fifty six. So he's close to twenty five thousand. He's gonna get that this season, which is cool. Yeah, that's amazing that he that he's uh that he's stuck it out through through all this. Do you want me to give you a the position that this player no, is in the top twenty five? No, no. Not it, the position, no, like no, where he is. No, because it's Dwayne Wade. It's not Dwayne Wade. No! Damn it! I was, <laughs> I was so confident. It's like, God, who is it? It's got to be Dwayne Wade. It's not Dwayne. Damn. Yeah. I, I, Are it's you not stu- Mello, is it? At ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. I was like, I had Mello in my head the whole time, and I was like, then I was trying to think back at his stats over the years, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I was but he averaged like high 20s for years. He's in 19th. That's so funny. I was so sure it was Dwayne Wade. I was like, oh, fuck, Dwayne Wade. I forgot about 20, him. So Melo's in 19th with 25,551 total points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My hint was someone technically still on a team. Yeah, no. I, I, when you said that, I was like, I was thinking, it was like, who's the old guys that just aren't playing? You know? I like Tony I, Parker. And I was like, no, nah, he doesn't score like that. And I thought pow. about Parker, and I was like, is Manu still in the league? Yeah, no, he just retired. That was a good one. I also That's didn't funny. know Dirk was still in the league. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. No, him, and, him and Vince Carter. I knew, I knew Dirk. I knew Dirk Vince. Uh, well, I knew Dirk and Braun have been like moving up the list, so they've yeah. been in the news. Vince was honestly, I wasn't super confident in that one. Well, I'm happy you got him. Yeah, well, he's in the dog. They had that thing in the uh, off season where it was like Vince Carter's first NBA game was like before a guy who got picked in the Trey, Trey Young. Young yep. Yeah, it was before he was born. His yep. teammate. Yeah, it's yeah, his teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, shout out to Vince and Nike. They are retroing Yo. the Nike Shock BB4. 
so uh, which, dope. Which is the shoe that uh, introduced the shock technology to the basketball world. It was yep. just a running shoe. Um, I remember the Boeing commercials. Um, and I remember in AAU basketball when that shoe came out, it was like he rocked them. There was like maybe one kid every tournament that had a pair because they were so hard to get, so expensive. Yeah, and they were just sick. He rocked he rocked them against the Lakers. Yeah, he's, I think he's rocking them the rest of the season, which I fucking hate. Oh. I can't believe they're letting him wear shocks. Like that's why his knees and ankles are completely <laughs> blown to shit because shocks was the worst technology ever. Oh, like man. it's made for straight line running, not these lateral movements. And they they would just topple yeah i mean yeah. the shoe would just topple it wouldn't it wouldn't it didn't have any like stability to it <laughs> i'm like how are you putting them back in those shoes man don't do it it's like grand hill and fila oh yeah exactly exactly those shitty shoes man they they, yeah. they fucked them up but yeah D Rose, dude wearing those super light fucking adidas shoes no. well that, that like we say one. checks over stripes all but, right, I'm done with that. <laughs> so that was the NBA starting five. Before we get out of here, uh, I said at the beginning of the show we would go more in depth on the second episode we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, Tyler and I are going to go through uh, in the next episode and make our picks of the week like we always do. Uh, we're going to be going more in depth uh, than ever before. Uh, we're also going to incorporate our NFL power rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop into that episode when we talk about uh, all of our picks of the week. So be sure to check it out if you want to hear how Tyler and I feel about week 11 in the NFL coming up on the next episode, which we'll be recording just after we hit stop on this one. Um, Tyler, you wanted to start doing something new in addition to the shout out of the week. Yeah, just uh, the games that I'm, you know, I plan on watching the stuff that I can't miss. Um, obviously, this week, uh, especially is Green Bay at Seattle for Thursday night football. And this Huge is matchup. This is my favorite matchup in the NFL. If I could pick two teams to watch, I would pick these two teams. It's always dramatic. It's always crazy. Ever since I was a kid, it's been this way. I feel like I love watching Green Bay and Seattle games. So it's cool that it's on Thursday night. Um, and then Saturday night, Washington State versus Arizona. Yeah. Um, they're trying to keep moving up the rankings. They're 9-1. and one. Eighth in the college football playoff Big rankings. Big matchup. Um, so they can't. This can't be a trap game for them. Seven thirty at night on the wet here on the West Coast. Uh, so it's so going to be a late. It's going to be a late one. Not everyone's <laughs> going to see it, but it's a. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Go Cougs. Drink yeah. some coffee. Yeah. yeah. So my my game of the week obviously is the Monday night matchup. Uh, it's the Chiefs and the Rams, the battle of the yeah, two best teams in the NFL. There's been so many great matchups up at the top. Yeah. Uh, with the Patriots, Chiefs. Um, Patriots, Rams, Packers, Saints have all been playing each other. Yeah, there, there's been some games this year that I'm just like, how are we seeing all these in one year? Yeah, yeah that it's uh, the the Patriots, Chiefs, Rams, and Saints have all been like a round robin. Yeah, which is crazy. It, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean the fact that we've like it's uh, the, when did they play the Saints two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. So two out of three weeks they're playing uh, Saints and and Chiefs. Yep. I think the best two games and they this played year, the Seahawks in between them. Yeah. I think the best two games this year were Rams Saints and Patriots Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. oh for sure. And now we have Chiefs Rams coming. Yeah, up. yeah. Are yeah. you serious? No, yeah. it's great. It's a it's a good time to watch some football. The the top teams are. It's been a really good like really good NFL season up at the top. Yeah. So you got a shout out before we get out of here? It was well, Wazoo. just to piggyback, yeah, on Wazoo. Um, they, you know, following their football season last year, the the future quarterback, the quarterback that was supposed to be the starter this year, Tyler Helinski, 
um, unfortunately committed suicide. And so it's just uh, it's crazy to see a program um, that was their over under for wins this year was three and a half wins. Um, they're at nine and one. Yeah. Uh, to see a, a, a university kind of pull themselves together after a crazy loss, not only losing, you know, a quarterback, which is important um, position, but a kid to suicide is just crazy. And to, uh, for them to be looking at the college football playoffs with realistic, um, you know, goals to get there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to to the Cougs. Yeah. So yeah. my my shout out this week is to Shohei Otani for winning AL Rookie of the Year for the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, he's the first pitcher since Babe Ruth in 1919 to have at least 15 home runs and pitch in at least 50 innings in one season. As a starter, he was four and two with a 3.31 ERA, uh, 63 strikeouts, and a 1.16 whip. Uh, he hit 22 home runs, had 61 RBIs, batted 285 with a 925 OPS. Uh, he proved all the haters wrong. He proved all the critics wrong. He, he showed yeah. he could do it. I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. I love, I love baseball players coming and mix it up, you know, in such a uh, historic game, you know. Yeah. To, to come out here and pitch and hit is just amazing. He's yeah. an exciting player in the least exciting sport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a great. That is a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Uh, Eric, you got a shout out you want to give before you get out of here? Or? Yeah, uh, I gotta. I gotta give a shout out to uh, Jason Sanders from the Miami Dolphins. All there right, there you go. Who, uh, made four field goals <laughs> in, against the Packers, but more importantly, the last time I saw a Dolphins game. Dan Carpenter missed four field goals. <laughs> hey, and so that's a big bounce back. And Listen. We, we lost 16 to 13 to the Bills on my birthday. Hey, oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> kicker, hey, kicker. That reminds me when uh, on my birthday a couple years ago, Seattle had to travel to Carolina. Just got their asses. Listen, yeah. field goals have been hard to come by this year. Kickers so. are the worst part about football. So to get <laughs> Jason Sanders, you're to doing get good Jason, work. There we go. Keep it up, bud. Yeah. So. All right, Eric. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks we, for having me. We appreciate it. You're going to stick around for the second episode. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you want to hear more of Eric, check out the next episode uh, coming out, episode 60. We're going to be doing that, like I said, ju in just a little bit. Uh, but with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Eric, you got any social media handles you want to shout out? Yeah, I got uh, an Instagram. It's uh, Eric looking trill. Yes, I'm <laughs> so glad that you had to say it out loud. Yes. I was waiting for this. And uh, and on Twitter, it's just at Eric Walsingham. But uh, my handle name is Rory Trillmore. There you go. The Trill Lord. <laughs> uh, all of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK Show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace. Two Eric's.